Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx, and I got a special announcement for you all before you tune into this episode. So, thanks to Spotify for Podcasters, also known as Anchor FM, and Spotify, you guys get exclusive commercial advertising free content from me for just as little as seven dollars a month. You get episodes of just me talking and talking and talking and talking, but it won't just be me. You'll even hear from different people from the royal court, my various guests. We could be talking about cartoon conspiracy theories to real life shit, to politics, to just about whatever. And that is all due in part to Spotify and Spotify for Podcasters, also known as Anchor FM, that allows me this feature to give you all more juicy good content that I know that y'all are looking forward to every week when you tune in to the Royal Hour Podcast. So do yourself a favor and tell a friend to go tell a friend. If you're looking for some exclusive commercial free content, the Royal Hour Podcast by your good guy here, Prince Onyx, is the place to be. Again, $7.99 and you guys get exclusive content. So essentially it's getting, you know, bonus episodes because you never know when I might throw those at you on top of getting the regularly scheduled episode as well that now drop on Wednesdays in the middle of the week, hump day. (laughs) So again, check it out. There will be a link in the description box below this episode and every other episode where you are able to tune in for the exclusive content. All right, now let's get back to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Royal Hour Podcast, hosted by the one and only Prince Onyx. Join me on a daily to weekly basis with the Royal Court and I as we delve deep into a wide range of topics. From entertainment to politics, both professional and streetwise, to personal stories of things that we've experienced. From dating troubles to family drama and even our own tea that'll get spilled. All from a Chicago perspective that at times can be viewed as worldly. You can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and more. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast. This is your good guy here, Prince Onyx. And this is a bonus episode because, long story short, after finishing the episode that you just heard, I forgot to mention this story, which was crazy because I had it written down, but I guess it must have slipped my mind. But hey, here we are now. So for those of y'all who do, don't know what's been happening or if you're like in the know and, you know, you just want to hear from different perspectives, we are going to be talking about the whole Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson situation, which is really heartbreaking because, you know, we've watched Kiki Palmer grow up, you know, being a uh, child actor and like for her to, you know, she's 30 now and we've just seen her transform and go through this journey in this tumultuous, topsy-turvy, upside-down industry, right? Especially male-dominated. And for her to carve out a lane for herself and for her to make it so that she is in control, you know what I'm saying? That's something to be commendable. You know, I commend her for that. It's something that's 
admirable admirable there we go it's something that's like you know just just like yo she's really dope and you know because of our hometown connection you know shy town even though yes her family they are from harvey illinois which is like um it's south like it's, i guess it's one of the south suburbs or some shit like that but still you know hey she claims chicago through and through and you know we love her and support her you know but this situation is very heartbreaking and in a way, it's like we probably all should have known something was up because of what happened during the whole Usher situation. Because for Darius to jump online and then he deactivates his page and then people dig up the old tweets before he deactivates, then he comes back and she wasn't really saying anything. Like she played it smart in a way. But now that the truth has been revealed, it's kind of like, damn, like yo, like, shit, now it makes sense why she didn't say anything or react to how people wanted her to because of what she was dealing with. And it's really unfortunate because I saw black gay men chiming in like they always like to do. And I say this as a black gay man. I saw them chiming in and accusing her of being a narcissist and an abuser, which... How did you guys come to that conclusion? Oh, that's right, because of the audio that was being secretly recorded by Darius and that was then sent and shared with Armand Wiggins, who edited the entire fuck out of that audio uh, clips, all of that stuff, edited the entire hell out of it, because it's like the one that people were really harping on was that seven second clip of audio where she basically said like, you know, you do things to me in, in private that I don't do back to you. And for the times that I have put my hands on you, I'm sorry. But it cuts off and you could tell that she was about to say more. And in that, it didn't seem like her saying, oh, well, you beat me, so I beat you. No, it's you're putting your hands on me. I, I'm defending myself because then he puts out these pictures of these scars, these scratches. And it's like, dude, those are defensive wounds because she's she had to defend herself against you slamming her over a couch. But, you know, beating her on the stairs like, dude, you broke into her house demanding for your child for yours for y'all son and just you know and then you said something apparently he said something about oh i see why in the wild you know uh male animals eat their young it's like whoa dude like it's like y'all you you implanted this child in her she birthed this child but now you're like oh i see why lions and tigers and bears they did da, 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 they eat their young it's like dude you have some problems. Then when it was revealed that Sharon Palmer, Kiki's mother, reached out to your brother, Sonaris Jackson, who basically said to her when she was bringing the, uh, you know, letting it be known that, hey, your brother is, you know, getting into a flight, is physically abusing my daughter. Like, you need to step in. And he basically says, oh, yeah, I used to do that, too. Like, wh what? Like, you, so you're just kind of like, oh, it's, oh, I ain't jumping into that, but I used to do that too. But then we find out that you, Sonaris, are in a legal matter with your baby mama, who also, ironically enough, starred in Insecure as well. And you're trying to keep her and your child, I believe it's a daughter, in California because you don't want her to, your child to be raised without you in Texas. But then as Miss Dominique, has stated that, you know, it's like you're barely around enough as is, and she doesn't want even your mother, you and Darius's mother, raising the child. Because then 
y'all mother, y'all mama reached out to Sharon and going off on her and all of this stuff when, hold on, Miss Ma'am, your husband, you still have a restraining order till this day against your husband, the father, well, ex-husband, the father of both Sonaris and Darius, who used to beat on you so bad that you, you know, y'all went to court and your sons wrote declarations in defense of their father, not in defense of you, but you're still holding them down, even though they wrote declarations against you. And, and you know, you're trying to come at you, Sharon, you know, Miss Sharon Palmer, and it's just like, girl, you, first of all, here's the other get you gotcha part, is that Darius, at one point, choked out his sister. So, ma'am, you have allowed for your daughter to be choked out by her brother, and you're still sticking up for both your sons, but then everybody who knows y'all as a family unit out there in California says that y'all are batshit crazy. It's so bad to where Sonaris, his reputation is shot to shit because he's a fuckboy and people don't really fuck with him. But this is the same gentleman who was saying how he, you know, stood up to Trey Songs and he's about protecting black women and protecting women in general and blah, blah, blah. Right. But here you are not coming to the defense of a woman who your brother, first of all, many women from your mother to your sister, now to Kiki Palmer, not coming to the defense of women who are in harm at the hands of your brother in this instance. And so it's just really fucked up how people, again, going back to black gay men who were like, oh, I see two narcissist abusers right here. They're in a relationship together. Da, 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 da. Where is this whole thing coming from with Kiki? Like she's the victim, y'all. She's the victim. The, the steel shots of when he body slammed her and was beating her over the couch and choking her up on the staircase came out because, again, this is court documents, not because, and even though apparently the pictures were leaked, but again, court documents are public records, so, but, you know, the blogs was eating it up, but the pictures were circulating, and y'all still basically said, oh, you know, yeah, she, well, she's fucked up herself. Now, if we look in some of y'all histories on Twitter, I'm pretty sure we can see that y'all were very much in support of Miss Kiki Keep a Bag Palmer, you know what I'm saying, Kiki Keep a Job, Keep a Check Palmer, you know, the little nicknames everybody gives her on, on Twitter, you know, on online. And now y'all are turning the other cheek, just like y'all deal with Megan. I just, it's disgusting to me how black gay men really have this innate hatred for black women. It's really disgusting how there's this like weird sense of competition when it's like, well, if you niggas would stop fucking on these DL dudes who end up killing y'all and she probably and killing the girl too who they're cheating on, there would be no competition. Hell, there is no competition, but y'all keep going after the trade, the trade, right? The same trade that's beating y'all upside the head, threatening to kill y'all, choking y'all up, and then fucking the shit out of y'all, but still being like, yo, keep this shit on the low and make sure ain't nobody home. Like, girl, like you still fucking on these niggas. And then when you see a black woman, the same black woman who's with that nigga, instead of standing up for that woman and protecting her, you know, not saying you got to bust the dude out, but it's like, if you know he doing her dirty and here he is fucking you. And then on top of that, probably infecting both of y'all with God knows what. It's just like, yo, 
Like, y'all carry such hatred for black women that it's disgusting, bro. Like, why do y'all hate black women so much? Like, again, Kiki Palmer is the victim, and yet people are saying that, oh, well, she didn't do something, too. She had to have done something, and yeah, she shouldn't have dressed how she did to go see Usher. It's like, girl, y'all are acting like she fucked this man after the concert. Y'all are acting like y'all saw pictures of them at a restaurant or getting into an Uber Black together. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are really acting like, because all, all they did after that whole fiasco was she was in the video for a boyfriend. She was in the, the video for the uh, boy, the song Boyfriend by Usher. That was it. That was all. And they did a little acting bit in there that was referencing the whole situation where she was like, I am a mother after all. Like, she, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, she was playing it safe. Not necessarily playing it cool because ain't shit cool about abuse. But she was playing it safe. And just take, and taking care of business, putting business first, like a lot of black women in these positions of power, just black women in general, are taught to do. And just women in general, but in the context context of this conversation, black women are just taught to just like basically just, you know, swallow it down, swallow your pride, save face, and just, you know, face shit head on, right? And it's just, again, it's so unfortunate that this situation, this has been going on for two years, y'all. Two years. He love-bombed her, made her feel like she was the only woman, da-da-da-da-da. You know how the love-bombing works. And then also, because it did come out prior to all of this shit popping off, it did come out from another girl who Darius was with right before he got with Kiki Palmer. I think it was like this white chick or Latina. She was non-black. I know that for sure. And she basically blasted Darius on TikTok about how he made her abort their child. But then he gets with Kiki Palmer, you know, weeks later. And then, you know, she gets pregnant. And, she, you know what I'm saying? But here's the other get you gotcha part. Is that Darius gives off that he does not like black women. He doesn't. He gives off one of them types that only dates non-black women. But in this case, Kiki Palmer is famous and rich. And he's a writer trying to make it in the industry. Yeah, his brother's an actor. But again, his brother has a shitty reputation. So... He's like, fuck it, I got to get it on my own. So what do I do? I align myself with somebody who I otherwise wouldn't really be with if she weren't rich and famous. So he gets with her. He again, drops the, drops the dick off and plants her with his seed. The child is born. And here they are doing all these pictures. And, you know, it's just it's all smiles and they all looking good and everything's good. But whole time behind closed doors, it's horrible. It's horrible. And then you go on to record a conversation between um, her mother, you, and Kiki, where even in that audio, you can hear it in Kiki's voice that she was just defeated. She was just tired, exhausted, and just didn't want no conflict. She was just, she wasn't really def defensive. Her tone was just really somber. Just like, yo, why are you doing this? Like, what are you talking about? Calling her a whore. Talking about she needs to put some fucking clothes on then. Talking about, oh, yeah, my son will be in my arms. Like, even the way that he talks. Because, you know, black men who don't date black women or if they are gay and they, date, and they you know, don't date black men. Black men who don't date their own, they always have a certain look and a certain tone in their voice and a way that they carry themselves. Where it's like, you've been programmed to think that non-black women, oh, they ain't going to fight back. Which is actually false. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, there are those who don't fight back, but you will come across the ones who will fight back and stand up for themselves. 
It's just the majority of those women who are non-black, you know, they've been programmed under the document, the documentation of patriarchy as well. You know what I'm saying? And they've bought into it super heavily. Like it's, you know, it's a whole nother conversation to break down the patriarchy and toxic masculinity and all of that stuff and how it's killing us all truly along with capitalism. So, you know, you're recording and you're going off, you know, on her and then going off on her mom saying that her mom sacrificed her child's childhood in order to make her a star and da 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 da. And, you know, people thought that Sharon was serious when she said, yeah, I guess I did sacrifice it. It's like y'all couldn't pick up on the tone of her being like, nigga, yeah, by your logic, I quote unquote sacrificed my daughter and her childhood. It's like, dude, she supported her child. She didn't just hand her off to the industry and turn her back. She didn't do to her. Sharon Palmer did not do to Kiki Palmer what Drew Barrymore, Drew, Drew Barrymore's mother did to her or Corey Feldman, or or Amanda Bynes, like all these other child actors who went batshit crazy. Because Kiki Palmer is in that very small league of child actors who did not go crazy. It's a very select few. And she's a part of said select few who did not lose themselves, like in Orlando Brown, who did not lose themselves, like and Amanda Bynes, who did not lose themselves, even like Drake Bell to an extent, Shia LaBeouf, you know what I'm saying? So many, shit here, Jesse Smollett, I mean, like, you know, it's just like so many who have just lost it in their later years because something happened to them early on or they're feeding into vices now that it's just like just to cope, just to cope with the industry, to cope with the world, to cope with whatever's going on in their personal lives. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've never seen Kiki Palmer have a fucking meltdown on Twitter like that of Amanda Bynes talking about how she wanted Drake to murder her pussy. Like, we've never seen that. We've never seen that. Never. And so I just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really fucked up what ha what has happened and what has taken place. The only silver lining is that, according to this article that I am pulling up, this is from... People magazine, and this was from November 15th, um, is that an L.A. court granted Palmer a restraining order against Darius Jackson and her request for a temporary sole custody of their son until a December 5th hearing. So again, following a judge's decision to grant Kiki Palmer a temporary restraining order against Darius Jackson, along with temporary sole custody of their eighth-month-old son, Leo, you know, a.k.a. Leotis, <laughs> Jackson is currently barred from coming within 100 yards of them both. The restraint, the temporary restraining order also states that Jackson is not allowed to have visitation with his son, with the hearing set for December 5th to determine further action on the temporary arrangement. What happens next? People spoke with California-based uh, family law attorney Dave, David Glass, who is not connected to the case. In a declaration submitted with Palmer's request for a temporary restraining order, or otherwise known as a TRO, the NOPE star alleged multiple instances of physical violence, and the filing included screenshots of what appeared to be security footage of a male striking a female over a sofa, which are the stand the steel shots that was plastered all over plastered rather all over social media. Palmer also alleged 
that Jackson um, abused her multiple times over a two-year period. Domestic violence restraining orders, which typically last three to three and a half weeks, are almost always granted, almost regardless of what the allegations are, and as long as there's some sort of allegation of abuse, says Mr. Glass. And the court will typically grant sole legal and physical custody to the parent making the allegations. While Jackson's lawyers could try to fight the visitation prohib prohibition before the early December court date, it would most likely fail in Los Angeles County, adds Mr. Glass. I've never seen it work, he says. You've got to wait your three and a half weeks until you get to court and get to tell your side of the story. Moreover, the L.A. County court system really frowns upon such emergency actions, he says, especially if the court has already made a decision. Even though it was one-sided, it was only based on Kiki's allegations. The judges are strongly encouraged not to go back and start changing things until that first hearing. So what will happen at the December 5th hearing? Jackson will be able to testify to his side of the story, and may, which is going to be all lies, uh, and may bring in close family and friends who have witnessed him as a father, which, of course, it'll be his mother, his brother. He's going to bring in everybody who he can at this damn point. If he could bring in the Pope, he would, okay? He, he's going to bring in everybody, Chad. If he could bring in Trump, he would, okay? Anyway, but before any sort of visitation is granted, says Glass, the court has to decide, did the abuse happen or didn't or didn't it happen? And then as a secondary question, the court has to decide, was the child ever around to view this abuse? If all of these answers are no, then the court will put in a regular sort of custody schedule for the child. If one or two of those questions are yes, you're probably looking at starting with supervised visitation and eventually with good behavior, building up to something more standard, end quote. In a custody trial, Palmer's mother, Sharon, who spoke out on Instagram, and that was another thing, sidebar, was Sharon even speaking out on Instagram because we've like never heard from her before? So for her to speak out the way that she did, yeah, she mamas was pissed. And all of us don't even blame her for what she said to him. Now, the whole thing with, you know, basically Usher catching a stray and her bringing up his alleged sexuality, because I'm going to just say alleged, because baby, okay. But with her doing that, you know, that that part aside, she was just a mother who was fucking frustrated that it's like, yo, my child is being abused. And it's like, this nigga is really crazy. And it's like, yo, why, why are you breaking into her house? beating on her. I done told your brother, he don't give a shit. Your mama bad shit crazy too. It's like you done choked out your sister before. Like, bro, what the hell? She was just a mother who was frustrated, you know? So I don't blame her for speaking out, for real. So anyway, y'all, uh, going back into it. In a custody trial, Palmer's mother, Sharon, who spoke out on Instagram the week prior, may also end up testifying on her daughter's behalf, says Mr. Glass but that will require firsthand knowledge of any alleged abuse. If you're going to be a witness at any kind of hearing in most states, you have to have physically witnessed it, he says. A source previously told people that Palmer did not want to get to this point of making their issues public, but she did what she had to do, end quote. Reps for Palmer have not commented, a, and a manager for Jackson had, quote-unquote, no comment when reached by people. 
Jackson appeared to address the situation in a post on X, which is formerly known as Twitter, uh, which was uh, the Thursday prior to this article dropping, which again was November 15th, sharing a photo that showed him holding his son. He wrote, I love you, son. See you soon. Child, fucking yikes. As for whether the publicity surrounding the ongoing legal proceedings could affect the case, Glass says, likely not. The judges I've been in front of with a celebrity or known client tend to not read any of that gossip, he says. They just focus, they focus just on what's in the pleadings themselves, end quote. And yeah, I mean, like, again, it's just, and, and it's, you know, and then right off the heels of that, of course, she gets announced as the host of the Soul Train Awards. Um, which I'll be honest with you after that, because I know she had went to, um, I think she went to either London or Paris. She had went somewhere. Uh, she had went somewhere recently and took a couple of pictures. Let me go to her Instagram. Give me one second. Let me go to her Instagram and see where she went. Ah, yes. She went to Paris, France and this, and she posted these pictures two days ago because I'm recording this on the 21st. So she posted these pictures a couple of days ago. So, you know, uh, with that, it's just, <sighs> y'all, it's just really fucked up. Like, I ain't even gonna hold y'all. Like, the shit is just, it's just really fucked up, man. Like, I, I just, I really hate how she is caught up in this mess. I really hate how she is suffering from this and how a lot of people within the public and within the black community because it's a straight man it's gay man it's the pick me women you know the pick mishas of the world who is like girl y'all need to realize he will never pick you and if he does pick you he's going to take you through the same hell that he takes those you know city girl type of bitches that you don't like right because oh i'm not like those bitches daddy i can, i do all of this and did it and i don't do all of that and i'm not a city girl and i'm not a sexy red and i'm not a did it Girl, he going to still take you through it, if not worse. If not worse. You know what I'm saying? More, if not worse. But whatever. So, it's, but anyway, it's just sad to see us really turn against these black women, you know? I mean, there's Megan Thee Stallion, Holly Berry, Robin Gibbons, Eartha Kid, Billie Holiday, and what was happening with her in the government. Um, like, you know, just all of these instances of black women who have been taken through it and for whatever reason, and, you know, we know why those reasons are, but for whatever reason, they just are, you know, discarded. And it's just like, oh, that shit ain't really happening. Oh, bitch, you lying. You had to have done something. Oh, did it. It's like... <laughs> We find, well, oh, you shouldn't have dressed like that. Oh, you shouldn't have did this. A woman could be dressed, covered up from head to toe, whether she's wearing a hijab or not, whether she's dressed as a nun, whatever, or dressed like how women used to dress back in the 50s and 40s where the skirts were damn near down to the ankles. You can dress however you want, you know, to cover yourself up again, head to toe, and a man will still find a way to assault you, abuse you, and people will still find a way to be like, oh, well, you shouldn't have been doing such and such. You shouldn't have dressed like that. Oh, well, you shouldn't have looked at them. You shouldn't have. It's just like what the woman shouldn't have did and never what this man shouldn't have did. Like, 
not only is the entertainment industry a male-dominated industry, but just we live in a male-dominated society because we're all under patriarchy. And it's the most toxic, low-vibrational, disgusting, putrid, morbid, horrifying, terrifying, vile, and foul form of patriarchy that is counterproductive, that is also very chaotic, but is absolutely and ultimately destructive and will destroy us all. So we need to start treating these women like Kiki Palmer with the utmost respect and believe them when they are talking to us. Believe them when things come out. Because it's crazy how the pictures have come out and people are still finding a way to blame her for her own abuse. And even with women like Summer Walker, you know, y'all with them girls, with girls like her, it's like, oh, but you should have known better and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, look, they they mess with these dudes, be it London on the track, or what was her other guy's name? Larry. Uh, I was almost going to say my ex's name. Oh, Jesus. Because they both start with L. So that's why I'm like, no, nah, it ain't. That one is, yeah. So, you know, and even with her breakup in that whole situation with Big Meech, even though they're still, I guess, kicking it or whatever, it's like, yo, she, she's young. Y'all just going to have to let that shit go. Y'all are going to have to let that shit go. Seriously, y'all are going to have to let that shit go of telling these girls, oh, they should have picked better. They should have did. Oh, they should have would have. Like, girl, girl. Yes, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And you know what? Oh, well. Oh, the hell well. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's just, it's very disappointing, y'all. You know? Um, it's truly disappointing. And my heart goes out to Kiki Palmer. I really do pray that after the Soul Train Awards, she takes a break. Just like Megan Thee Stallion did after the case with, uh, with Tori. Just take a break. Disappear for a while. Let the public miss you, including the motherfuckers who didn't want to believe you when you were going through what you were going through and wanted to say all this weird shit about you. Like, I had to block this one dude on Twitter, block and mute him. I forgot his name because he's not important. And it's just like, bruh, you a whole man. Just because you take dick in the ass or put your dick in the ass of a man, you a whole man really saying that this woman... Oh, well, she's a narcissist abuser. Do y'all even know what a real narcissist is? I feel like that word has been overused so much that people are quick to call everybody from their family to friends who they fall out with to exes, which, you know, oh, you're a narcissist. Oh, da, da, da. Do y'all really know what a narcissist is? Do y'all know what a narcissist is? Have you truly ever encountered a narcissist? If you have, I feel sorry for you, but not everybody who you fall out with, not everybody who you break up with, not everybody who you meet is a narcissist. And if you feel that and you keep projecting that outwardly, that's going to make me think something inside of you is screaming out, hey, I'm a narcissist, but everybody else really is. Not me. No, sir. Not me. Okay. Rick Ross voice. Like, no, baby, you are. You are. You, it got to be y'all, you know? So it's just like, yeah, I, I want her to take a break after the Soul Train Awards. Because, again, you know, the court case is coming up. I want her to really take a break. Take a break and forget that 
Just forget all this shit happened, baby girl. Seriously, forget this shit even happened. And just, you know, move on like Maya, okay? Put it behind you. And I just pray that everything works out in her favor and that she continue and that she gets granted soul custody permanently, not temporarily. Because I feel like even in those supervised visits, he's gonna find a way to do something. And that's what terrifies me. That's what terrifies me. Because then it makes me think, okay, who is his family all connected to? Do they know anybody who works for, works in the in the county of LA, you know, at City Hall or some shit like that? Because you gotta be careful with who people know. You just never know who somebody knows. You never know who somebody knows. I pro y'all, I promise you, you never know who is connected and how deep that connection is. You never know. So that is something to seriously consider. For real, for real. Like, I just, and yeah, I know I've been going on and on, y'all. Y'all probably thinking, damn, he normally does a little break around this time. This is a bonus episode. I am just really talking from the heart and just talking from, from the dome, but also talking about things that I care about. Because I am so tired of seeing black women, be it Kiki Palmer, uh, hell, Victoria Monet, Mariah the Scientist, Summer Walker, Ari Lennox. I'm so tired of seeing them dragged online by, ooh. <laughs> by a bunch of miserable sissies. And that's me using the word sissy versus what I could have called y'all. Because y'all are so miserable, but these be the same girls y'all be, be praising when they drop looks or when they on the red carpet or when they doing a little photo shoot or when they drop music. Y'all be the same ones racing to go stream it. Y'all be the same ones racing to get their, their, their concert tickets. Y'all be the same ones Bigging these women up just to tear them down when, when it's convenient for you to jump on the bandwagon of, oh, such and such having a flop moment. Yeah, let me get in on that because I'm a miserable bitch that hates my job and I hate my life. But I haven't, ooh, mm, but I haven't decided to delete myself because that's honestly how that's what y'all be given. That it's like y'all are still here when there's an option. I'm sorry. Not sorry. But it's like, come on now. Like. Another situation that happened was when the Grammy nominations came out and Victoria Monet was tweeting about how excited she was, you know, because she um, submitted her album and she got a lot of nominations. And of course, MTV tried to play in her face and people called them out about that, you know, but you had people again, like gay men. Being like, oh, what are you talking about? What are you excited for? You need to go back to bed. You ain't going to win nothing. And I know it was other people, too. But again, I'm talking to my community at this point, my specific, my intersectional uh, community, the intersectionality of our community, you know, being black and gay and a man. It's like, again, y'all big these women up and, you know, practically big them for music and are making dance videos or twerk videos to their music and just, you know, shaking ass all down TikTok to their music, be it Megan or Victoria, which I'll get to Megan in a second. And yet here it is where y'all are look are once again dragging a black woman and telling her to go back to bed and saying, what is she excited for? Have you put out a project? Have you put out a body of work that can be submitted to the, the recording academy or even to the film academy? Have you, hell, is it even worth getting an Emmy or a Golden Globe or an MTV Awards, VVMA, you know, BET, BET Hip Hop Awards, Soul Train Awards? Like, yeah, the Latin Grammys, have you put out anything? 
Oh, you haven't. Oh, okay. You haven't put out anything, but here you are dragging someone who did, and they put their blood, sweat, tears, money, and soul into this. Because if it's one thing Victoria Monet is going to do is give you all a performance. Let's not play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Like y'all really, once again, y'all do not like these women. Y'all do not like black women. Even the quote unquote holy trinity that y'all talk about when it comes to black pop culture or just pop culture in general, the um, holy trinity, and y'all know who I'm talking about, y'all don't even like them. Y'all really don't because, again, they're black women. And, yeah, they may be millionaires and billionaires and da-da-da-da-da, and they got so much money and they're so successful, and now all three of them have their own their, you know, families of their own. Y'all don't like them. Y'all do not like them either. Y'all don't. Y'all hate them. Y'all hate them too. It's just the hate for them, y'all try to keep that as quiet as possible. But it, it's, it's there. It's seething through you all because something that black gay men have not and do not want to acknowledge, and gay men in general, yes, but black gay men in particular, is the amount of massage noir, misogyny against black women in particular, that we all are capable of carrying and exuding. The projection and deflecting, the animosity that is carried towards these women who you kiki with and who you're cool with in one breath, but then y'all have a fallout, and yes, she's calling you everything under the sun, you know, but a child of God, and then vice versa, you're dragging her and then spilling her tea, and y'all are spilling each other's tea, like, you know, tearing each other to shreds behind what? Who knows? But it's like, it's crazy how, you, you know, the dynamic can switch from friends to foes at the drop of a penny, the drop of a hat, like shit, the drop of a goddamn, you know, fresh cup of coffee in the morning. Because you got startled by some shit. Like, it's crazy, y'all. Like, I just... I wish I understood. I wish I understood why y'all carry this shit. But it really starts at home. The hatred towards the, towards your mothers. The hatred towards your sisters. Your aunts. Hell, even your grandmother. Great-grandmother. Great-aunt. Hell, nieces. Female cousins. Like, just the hatred starts at home. It starts somewhere. And then it exudes outwardly because so many of us were bullied growing up, right? But many chose to become the bully instead of going down the opposite path and not becoming what the world wants you to be. See, being a mean girl can only get you but so far, right? Being a mean girl, it's like at some point you got to grow up. Stop making up for what you didn't get a chance to do in your teenage years, in your 20s. Then then when you go to your 30s, you're making up for stuff in your 20s. Then when you go to your 40s, you're making up for stuff in your 30s. And it just, the cycle never continues. It's like a chase, this need for this adolescent youth and this hunger for eternal youth. Hell, you got guys who are retiring from OnlyFans, by the way. I know, right? This conversation has pivoted, but... You got guys who are who are retiring from OnlyFans or from the porn industry, and they're talking about how, oh, you know, I'm 30 now. I'm old as fuck, you know, according to the ageism in the gay community, which is another thing we got to stop. The AIDS epidemic, because of what that did, and so many lives were lost as teens and in their 20s, that's why folks hold on. To, that's why gay men in particular hold on to their 20s, because once you're 30, oh, shit, you're old, you're ancient, you need to sit down somewhere. But 30 is when life it does get better and better for you. 
And if you've set yourself up and have, you know, cleared up any mistakes, like, you know, clearing out your debt and all this stuff in your 20s before you get to your 30s, you can be stress free. But instead, a lot of y'all, unfortunately, choose to continue to be a bunch of mean girls who hate everybody from your friends to the niggas that you entertain and then wonder why nobody wants to fuck with y'all because you're trying to live out this fan, this fragile fallacy of a broken fantasy, this distorted fantasy dreamland you've created for yourself where you're on Real Housewives of such and such, let's just say Atlanta, and you have this main character syndrome and everything to you is a moment. As if there are cameras following you every day and you're that bitch, you're that girl, right? But y'all really hate the girls, the women, the ladies who really are that girl. From Megan Thee Stallion to Victoria Monet to Chloe Bailey to even Holly Bailey. Y'all be sniffing at her a little bit because of who she's with. But who are you with? Random dick number 67? Shit, who are you with? A nigga that's just gonna nut in you and then move on? And then here you are being like, oh, damn, niggas ain't shit, niggas ain't shit, writing that all down the timeline, and then you wonder why the niggas who you keep entertaining ain't shit. What you exude and what you speak, because there's power in the tongue, baby, that will keep you where you're at. But if you speak positive over yourself, if you do the introspective and really sit with your shadow and break all that shit down, break yourself down and build yourself back up, you will then realize that there's no need to carry all this unwanted, unwarranted animosity and hatred towards everybody else who's doing better than you, especially if she's a woman. Because it's crazy how when Megan dropped Cobra, here y'all go focused on her talking about how this pussy is depressed. She is talking about the shit. <sighs> Once again, this woman has lost her mother, well, her father, her mother, her grandmother. I don't know when the father died, but because he he played it, he was a he was in her life too, even though he was, you know, in, in and out of prison and stuff like that. But they clearly had a relationship. But he passed, and then her mother and grandmother passed in the same month, in the same year. She was she's been going through the situation with 1501, which she's finally free from that. She's independent now. She's not on no label. She just has management with Rock Nation, and she's still out here, you know, trying to get herself together. Hell, went through a breakup with Party Party, aka Partisan Fontaine's pathetic ass. And, you know, again, surviving what could have been a fatal incident with a nigga who she was embarrassed to admit that she had sex with, and folks are still getting at her about that, about, oh, the bitch lied, the bitch lied, all this other bullshit. And it's just like, yo, how the fuck would you feel if a nigga who you fucked then turned around and shot you because everybody was drunk and arguing? Fuck fighting with, with words or even fighting with fists. He decided to shoot you, and his own security didn't even fucking stop him. His own security guard that was the driver didn't stop him. And then within the same incident, you also lost your best friend, who he first was going to shoot her because he pulled the gun out and she and, you know, your former best friend was like, hey, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. She wasn't afraid of death. But then because he paid her off and offered her money and did it to die here, she, you know, what I'm saying it's just like to go through all of that and. You know, people still talking shit about you. It's just like, bro, she did this track to release and heal and move on. Cobra, the whole concept of it, of the snake and shedding the skin, of shedding the outside, 
while also doing work on the inside too, clearly to get to this point to do a record like this and air out all these grievances and just move forward so that her next project, you know, she can just, just give the music that she wants to give. Again, especially being independent, which kudos to you. You know, hey, stay independent because the industry is caving in on itself. Child, we all finna be independent and proud in a minute, okay? But anyway, how would y'all feel? Seriously. If y'all went through what she went through, a lot of y'all would not have survived it. Let's be let's be the fuck for real. A lot of y'all would not have survived it at all. At all. Y'all would not have survived it. So it's just really screwed up how, and once again, it was a lot of black gay men too, making fun of that line about, oh, is she really saying her pussy is depressed and da 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 and all this other stuff. And it's just like, bruh, I know you niggas ain't talking. Y'all stay depressed because we see it on, on y'all timelines every day. Again, niggas ain't shit. Oh, I'm so sad. Da, 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 da. Nobody wants me. Oh, I should just, you know, unalive un myself. Yang, yang, yang. Look, y'all stay depressed, but y'all want to harp on her and drag her to uplift someone else who wouldn't piss on you if you was on fire, who wouldn't even spit in your mouth if you was thirsty, who wouldn't even give you a damn fish fry plate if you were starving, who wouldn't, who wouldn't offer you shelter from the rain or the hail or whatever's coming down. Like, really? It's just... Uh, Black women, we love you over here at the Royal Hour Podcast. Black women, I as Prince Onyx, I care about y'all. And I truly am about protecting black women. And even, even when they are in the wrong, holding them accountable and talking about it. And just, I'm, I'm about that. I'm, oof. Sorry, I'm just trying to. Because it's a lot, y'all. Like, so many thoughts that I've had about what I've been seeing online and just even outside of online, just in real life, how people just are so, so disrespectful to black women, but are so quick to quote Malcolm X. And it's like, when you quote him, do y'all understand what he really meant by that? Because we're seeing it happen time and time and time again. I just, I want us to do better. I really do. But the community as a whole, from the straights to the gays, to the trans, to the non-binaries, to the disabled, to the black women, we all got to come together and be on one accord and be in agreement about something. We got to do a better job at giving a literal fuck about one another about our fellow men, about our fellow women. We have, you know what I'm saying? It's just like black women, the black LGBTQIA community, the black disabled community are on the margins that sit outside of black excellence, black girl magic, a black boy joy. They are outside of the, they're on the margins of that, on the outside. They are what we, you know, what would be deemed as the have nots. So I just, 
<sighs> I just want us to do better, y'all. I really do. I'm sorry this episode was, this bonus episode was super heavy. I really am sorry. I just, it, I just had a lot on my mind, man. Like, for real, from just seeing how y'all just stay treating these women like crap, but then begging them for new music. <laughs> like, y'all better pray that these women don't ever just say, fuck y'all. And I mean, even though we've seen it, we've seen it with Doja Cat, but if the rest of these women decide to say fuck y'all and fuck the industry, baby, y'all going to be shit out of luck. Y'all going to have to just play their old shit because ain't going to be shit new coming out because y'all really don't like these girls at all. <laughs> I just oof, make it make sense, child, because y'all just. And then also another thing, another thing is. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder once again. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a comment and tell a friend to tell a friend. Because when this show grows, so do you as the royal court. So I want to thank y'all again for tuning in and just give a friendly reminder to be sure that you are sharing with your friends, your family, your lovers, hell, your one-off, jump-off, whatever the case is, and let them know the royal hour is the place to be and the podcast you want to listen to. And now back to the show. So recently, and welcome back to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. Ooh, just had to take a breather because I was about to go Super Saiyan and didn't want to do that to you guys' eardrums. So like I was saying, recently in an article with an interview that she did with Double XL magazine, Lotto, uh, talks about, you know, the beefs in hip-hop and if it's just a part of being a rapper. So she goes on to say, and I quote, I think it really don't be a problem until we let fans, stands, whatever you want to call them, like the outsiders, once they get in the mix, I think that's what stirs the pot. Because it's like, we will all be fans of each other and commenting and following each other, whatever. But then once they get to comparing, they will turn us against each other, which is very weak minded of us as female rappers. I will take that accountability, which, by the way, kudos to the accountability. OK, because it takes a lot to take accountability for your part in some shit for real. Um, anyway, back to the quote. I don't think truly at heart it's us. Once people are infiltrating your mind and got you thinking this, and now you feel in this type of way without even addressing the person, now you addressing fans. I think we be falling for these traps that they put on female rappers, end quote. And that's something that I, I gotta really give it to her, because another quote was, is that from her with the Double XL magazine, is that I regret any beef I've ever been in because I don't want to be known for anything but my music. I'm too talented for that shit. And that's the reality. You know what I'm saying? It's realizing again and taking that accountability that it's like, yo, we are letting these fans, these stands, these motherfuckers who are not in the industry tear us apart because, oh, well, this person wore this on this day and then this person wore this on that day and then this person is doing this and, oh, this person is rapping like this and, oh, this, like, Okay, like if somebody wore whatever on Monday and then someone else wore the same thing Tuesday or Wednesday, which y'all be doing. That's how you know motherfuckers is bored online to where they like, oh, 
such and such as we are the same thing that so and so were on did this day. Did it? Why does it matter? Like people shop at the same places. I mean, because practically everything is going online nowadays. Uh, you know, people shop at the same store. Like people shop at the same places. So what? I just yeah, all all that bullshit is so unnecessary, you know. And again, it's just like I really do wish that at the end of the day we really gave more of a fuck about our black women, more of a fuck about the black LGBTQIA community, more of a damn about the black disabled community. I really wish we cared. I really do. And even with black women, I wish that there were those of y'all that were not homophobic and transphobic and biphobic. Like, you know, maybe if you give a bisexual man a chance, guess who won't be having to clean shit-stained drawers for the rest of their life? Or wake up to a motherfucker who don't even know how to wipe his ass properly. So when you go down, you're just getting a whiff of shit while you're trying to give head. And it ain't just, it ain't just you know, specific to black women because there have even been white women that have came out and said the same thing about their guys. Like, it's just like, yo, these dudes are so attached and married to the patriarchy, they would rather terrorize you for the rest of your life than to protect you. And then here y'all are trying to win them over in all these various ways. And it's like, baby, they still going to hate you. You could be a Beyonce, a Kiki Palmer, a Rihanna, a Megan Thee Stallion, whomever. And if a guy is so intimidated by you and seeks to control you, he's going to do it by any means necessary to break you down and have you out here looking stupid, strung out, sprung out, and just looking dumb behind him and his antics. But I love him, though. But he don't love you. These motherfuckers will cheat on you, dog you out, take you through hell and back, and then expect you to still be waiting for them at the end of the day, for them to get their shit together. Like, it's time for women to really rise up. And again, instead of being enemies with the black LGBTQIA community, let us become allies for real, for real. Because, yo, these niggas don't give a fuck. They just care about them being at the top of the societal food chain. They just care about them being at the top of the societal food chain. And everybody else underneath them. Like, I, it's really fucked up, y'all. But you know what? That is all I got for this episode. This bonus episode. I hope that even though it was we got real, real heavy, heavy on it, that you guys were able to take away different things from this conversation. I'm not going to say enjoyed it because there's nothing to enjoy when we are discussing topics of abuse and things like that especially towards black women. There's nothing to enjoy behind that. This is more so just, you know, food for thought and just something to just, you know, take away from the conversation, you know? But that is all that I got for now. It is your good guy, Prince Onyx. I am signing out. I love each and every last single one of y'all that have stayed tuning in, even when I was on that break, but your boy is back and I couldn't be more happier to be back doing one of the many many, many things that I love doing as an artist. Peace out, y'all. I will talk to y'all later and have a happy, happy holidays. Um, happy Turkey Day. And, you know, enjoy that time with your family, with your friends, whoever you are with, and just, you know, practice gratitude and being thankful 
because life is too short and we have to appreciate the people who are in our lives in the capacity that they are in our lives. All right. I done talked your ears off enough. I'm going to go ahead and head out of here. You guys have yourselves a good one. Peace. Hey guys, what's going on? I just wanted to let you guys know before we get on up out of here with your good guy here, Prince Onyx, I just want to let you lovely people know where you can find me. So if you are in the TikTok streets, you can find me at Prince of the Go. That is P-R-I-N-C-E. O-F-T-H-E-G-O and the go is short for Chicago or you can just simply type in Prince Onyx and I will pop up. Now that same name I just gave you, Prince of the Go, you can also find me under that same moniker over at Instagram. You know, trying to keep in tune with the whole Prince royalty background you know, the brand. (laughs) And you can also find me under my second Instagram Prince of Gotham with the number one and Gotham like, you know, Gotham City, you know, in case you guys haven't put, put two and two together comic book reference. And you guys can also find me at Fanbase, Prince Onyx. And you can also find me on these Twitter streets, Prince Onyx World. Now that after you spell out Prince, the Onyx is O-N-Y-X, all capitalized, and World is spelled W-R-L-D. So it's World minus the O, and that is all capitalized as well. So be sure that you are following me and keeping up up to date with me and staying in touch with me as I want to hear from you lovely people. And other than that, we will go ahead and get on up out of here. So I love you guys lots. And let me know your thoughts on this recent episode. Until we meet again peace oh and how could i forget you can also find me on youtube prince onyx hello come on out i'm definitely trying to keep this brand going and going and going and going not even trying i am keeping this brand going but again i just want you guys to know where you guys can find me all right talk to you later peace